From the KBIA newsroom in Columbia, I'm Ryan Famuliner. For more than 200 years, millions of tons of lead were mined from a region in southeast Missouri called the Old Lead Belt. During the mining, heavy metals seeped into the waterways that flowed through the region and out to the Mississippi River. But as part of our series, The Legacy of Lead, KBIA's Christopher Husted reports those waterways are still dealing with contamination long after the mines closed. Gary Sanders baits his hook with a worm and casts his line into the river here outside of Deloge, Missouri. Do you, uh, have you caught anything out of this river before? Uh, I caught a couple of little bass. Smallmouth? Uh, I think it was smallmouth. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't very big. They were only about that big, about six inches long. Sanders is posted up at the Big River. You won't see him or many other fishermen taking home their catch for a fish fry, though. Big River is kind of the, the main stream that drains the old lead belt. Dave Mosby is an environmental contaminant specialist with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. It's received a lot of contamination from historic mining operations and milling operations. Indeed, the State Department of Health and Senior Services has hung up signs that warn visitors about eating the carp or sunfish here. Those are species of fish in the big river that ingest a lot of sediment during their normal feeding process. And as a result, they, they develop a lot of lead in, in their tissues. Scientists periodically test the fish tissue, water, and soil here for lead. But these mines are inactive now. So where is this contamination coming from? Mosby and I drive a few miles upstream through the rural town of Leadwood. In 1992, the Environmental Protection Agency listed this area as a Superfund site because the land is contaminated with lead. It poses environmental and human health risks. Yeah, we are up the hill in the town of Leadwood, um, looking at the Leadwood pile. Uh, there's kind of a series of mill dams that have been improved over the years to try to keep lead tailings in their place. Uh, it's not always been effective. These piles of tailings, which contain concentrations of heavy metals that miners were unable to separate, look like large hills of ground-up gravel or sand. People have used mining mill waste as aggregate and sandboxes and driveways and all kinds of different ways. So, when it rains, the contaminated acreage erodes and trickles into the tributaries that feed the Big River. Government agencies and mining companies like Doe Run have remediated a lot of these piles in the region, but many still feed increments of lead into the Big River. You know, we think there's about 90 miles of contaminated sediment. Ultimately, Mosby wants to return the river to its pre-mining health. The key is removing contaminated sediment from the river. The best place to do that? At low water crossing areas where today fishermen can walk across the river over what looks like a small, shallow waterfall. This uh, low water crossing causes the river to slow down upstream and it a lot of the sediment drops out, so it just kind of uh, naturally accumulates here. Mosby says that's ideal because the contaminated sediment can be removed in these locations without significantly disturbing the flow or balance of the river. He says it's a much more effective strategy than dredging willy-nilly. Another idea is to actually design structures that serve the same purpose, sediment deposits behind them. You could go in occasionally after each high flow event, remove sediment without causing disruption behind there. 
Mosby says state and federal agencies are doing feasibility studies on these ideas, but that they are still a few years away from implementation, and complete cleanup of the river could likely be decades away. Christopher Husted, KBIA News.